younger viewers and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. It's the Pewter Post Game Show and a happy Victory Tuesday to everybody as it has officially hit midnight. We are on to Tuesday, December 6th. It's the Pewter Post Game Show. We're talking about a thrilling, and I mean thrilling, fourth quarter comeback victory by the Bucks, led by Tom Brady as Rashad White caught the game-winning touchdown pass with three seconds to go. The Bucks were on the ropes. It looked like all hope was lost, but Tom Brady engineers another miraculous comeback, and the Bucks sweep the season series against their bitter rival New Orleans Saints and win 17 to 16. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is my fellow co-host and colleague at pewterreport.com, Scott Reynolds. And Scott, this is about 58 minutes of holy crap, what the yeah. heck is this team doing? And then it was like, oh my God, you can never count Tom Brady out. It was really uh a lot of despair. Yeah, a thrilling ending, and uh, you know the Bucks are six and six now. Still a lot of flaws, but hey, uh, watching the Bucks is not for the uh, the faint of heart. That's true. It's, it's, uh, Matt, you it's sound crazy. a little hoarse. Did you have some fun tonight calling this game? I think you might have lost your voice a little bit. A little bit, and uh, I was out of town this weekend in some yeah. cold weather, so I think going from cold to right. to warm has uh, messed me up too. But I'm still here. I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh, so man. About yeah. this I can't wait to hear your call on Pewter Game Day tomorrow. I can't wait to, to go back and listen to the two touchdowns yeah. that were caught <laughs> in the last 20 seconds, one by Chris Godwin that was negated by a Donovan Smith penalty. Uh, way too many penalties by that guy this year. He's yeah. just not playing good football. And, um, you know, it was – can you imagine if they lost that game, the absolute crap Donovan Smith would have got – yeah, because uh, that was a hell of a throw and catch by Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady tonight. Uh, listen, you talk about somebody that that just electrified the crowd. I mean, you could hear it through the TV that the, our Peter reporters in attendance, Bailey Adams, Josh Capo, J.C. Allen. You know, they were there in person at the stadium and you could hear the Brady, Brady, yeah. Brady chance. It was it was absolutely electric uh, at, at the end of that game. Um, big time. Plays by two rookies, by Rashad White with the game winner, and Kate Otten. <laughs> this guy, man, you know, I criticized uh, Byron Leftwich for not targeting him at all, and obviously Cam Brate didn't play today because of, of an illness. Yeah. But, man, uh, for, for Kate Otten, this, this storybook season continues for the rookie. Both of these touchdowns came in the clutch with, with uh, you know, with rookies doing it. And, and Tom Brady, the – the old man, forty-five, just getting it done. It was it was amazing to see. Just to let you guys in on like a little bit of like pulling back the curtain. Um, up until about twenty seconds left, like that was going to be the graphic right there. Okay, yeah. I mean, fair, it was that, fair though. Fair, yes. It, editorially correct. It, it was that close, but you know, obviously that looks a lot better, does it not? Yeah, sounds oh, good yeah. too. Brady, Brady, Brady. Brady. Bucks win, and and so here we are, Matt, uh, in in uh, and yet another storybook, uh, thrilling come from behind victory from Tom Brady. I think this is now forty four. I think it's forty fourth comeback, if my memory yeah. serves me correctly. It's just stunning, and what it does is it just it puts the Bucks in the driver's seat now in the NFC South, uh, and it, and it gives them some wiggle room in case they stub their toe. 
at San Francisco next week. And then, of course, to get the Cincinnati Bengals coming to town the week after that. Those are going to be two very hard games. Yeah. The, the Buccaneers can actually lose both of those and probably still be in first place. And it, what it's coming down to is if they beat the Falcons on the and road the in the season finale and the Panthers at home, if they can take care of business in the division, it seems like they're going to win the division. Now, the, the, they, they can't afford too many losses now. That Arizona game on Christmas night, the Buccaneers are not going to want to be there, right? It's Christmas night. They don't want to mm-hmm. spend Christmas Day away from their families and all, all that uh, you know, in a hotel room. But it's that's just what the schedule has for this team this year. So, but right now the Buccaneers are six and six, and they're staying alive. And very important for the Bucs, obviously beating a divisional opponent in the Saints, but also that that gets them to three and one in the division, which is really does, the, yeah. the big important uh, tiebreaker. And yeah, yeah, they have a lot ahead of them. And the Panthers are three and one, right? You can't count yeah. the Panthers out, and they're three and one in the division. Both now, both the Saints and the Falcons are one and three in the division. So as long as the Buccaneers just stay one game ahead of those two teams. You know, and, and get maybe one more division win. Th- that's going to cement their place ahead of them. And I think this this Carolina game in Tampa a couple weeks from now that's looming large. That, that that's going to be a big one because one you know the, the the Buccaneers have a chance to knock the Panthers out of the division race in just a couple weeks. Yeah, who thought we would have been saying that when uh, the Panthers traded uh, Christian McCaffrey? But. Uh, yeah. A frisky team, you know, like their defense is really good and it kind of uh, keeps them in games. But uh, to talk about this game tonight, you know, Monday night football looked like it was going to be another disaster on primetime yeah. television going up against the Saints. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to everyone that was watching the Peter Game Day show because a lot of great comments and everything yeah. from the fans. And, you know, they brought up a great point of just it's almost like the same blueprint over and over for this Bucks. Often general, but the team overall, where yeah. you start out hot, then you just completely crap the bed for the next, you know, three right. quarters, and then you're in a frantic scramble comeback mode, and that's when the Bucks do their best. It was almost very reminiscent of the comeback against the Rams a couple yeah. of weeks ago, yes, where again, Kate Otten scoring the touchdown. So Tom Brady trusted right. rookies in crunch time moments, and uh Man, I guess we can kind of work our way back. We'll start with all the fun and then get back into the sure. uh, you know negativity. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I, I will. I will say this. I, I'm going to let you talk about the offense and and pick them apart and praise them and all of that. I, I'm going to say this. Uh, this defense, it's not perfect. It's not pretty. Um, they don't wow got you. Bailed out a little bit. A couple they of drops got, by Saints receivers, but y- yes, you know. they did. But there was some big plays that were made. This team, this team still cannot buy a takeaway. They literally no. can't show up with cash, a wad of cash, a duffel bag full of cash, and say, hey, can we have a, a turnover, please? It's not happening that way. They can't buy one. They can't even charge one on credit. It's that bad. But you know what? This defense, they held the Saints to 16 points. That's winning football. Yes. Keanu Neal with a huge hit. That was a big-time hit. And 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 the sack by Carl Nassib. Holy smokes. Yes. You talk about a primetime sack. That was a primetime sack by a primetime player right there. I thought Carl Nassib played really, really well tonight in the trenches against the run, putting some pressure on Andy Dalton. But, man, that sack was big when they needed it. 
and he, and, uh, and and credit to the yeah. defense for getting that ball back to the offensive line. Yes, and that, that was the key. The huge play by Carl Nassib. Keanu Neal, I was like, oh, my God, the game's done. Third and 17. Yes. Taysom Hill at tight end again kills the yep. box. And Keanu Neal, you know, a little friendly fire took out Jamel Dean. But honestly, it was kind of <laughs> necessary in order to make the play. And then another play that yeah. would go unnoticed. One, because he had like a pretty bad game overall. But before the Bucs scored that first touchdown to Kate Odden, Saints had a third and one. They threw a slant play, and Carlton Davis broke it up. And Carlton did yep. not have a good game by any means. No, but he, he didn't. Made, He's not had a couple good weeks yeah, now, but, but you're right. He made the big play there. Carlton's on the most disappointing list that uh, Josh yeah. Capo wrote, and understandably so. But he made the play there, got the Bucs the ball back. That led to the the first touchdown by, uh, by Kate Odden. And yep. then, of course, Nassib. That sack was so important. It was the field position too. Think <laughs> about it, because the Bucks got the ball. Oh, yeah. before the forty-yard line. If right. they if Dalton throws that away, sure, you get the extra time out there. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, a huge loss on that play. Yeah. So clutch from Carl uh, from Carl Nassib. Clutch from Keanu Neal. And let's remember, yeah. the Bucks didn't have their top two safeties in Antoine That's Winfield right. Jr. and Mike Edwards. So they needed a big game from him. It was great having Logan Ryan back too. But a huge play there. Man, that last drive, I mean, you want to talk about <laughs> for this is Julio Jones in here, you know, to make the big plays in December and show up big. Right. Julio didn't do much for most of the game, but that last drive makes the slant catch early on. That catch that he made, first of all, shout out Scotty Miller, that, that catch on third and six, took a nasty hit there, but held on to the ball. He did. And got that first down. And then Julio Jones – our intern Adam, who was on the game day stream with me, said it best. That was vintage Julio right there, just getting yeah. up, snatching it, and bringing it down, and pretty much setting up the box up until the uh, the Donovan Smith uh, holding penalty after the fake Chris Godwin touchdown. Just guys stepping up in huge moments. It was such a thrilling, thrilling ending to this game that got uh, a lot of Bucks fans happy. A lot of Bucks fans, I would say energized which of course celsius is the presenting yeah. and, sponsor. and i'll let you know real quick i'm, I'm gonna yeah. own it i lost 60 dollars tonight it was the best 60 bucks i've spent all year because uh if you join me for the pregame show i admit it i betted 60 dollars on the saints money line on my bookie and yeah. i lost 60 bucks i would have won 100 but i don't care about the money uh, i'd rather, much rather have this win for the buccaneers for their fans and everything so Sixty dollars down the drain for me. Happy to do it. That's fine. You can you can win it back during a uh, bowl season for uh you know for college football. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, of course, Celsius is the presenting sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. Variety of different flavors. I had the watermelon berry during the show. Of course, they got all the different vibes: Arctic peach and tropical, uh, wild raspberry, cola, uh, cucumber, lime as well. So many great flavors uh, seven essential vitamins is the key it's the healthy version of an energy drink zero sugar you don't get that crash that you might get from other products it just gives you the fuel the energy to accomplish whatever goal you have in front of you if you haven't had celsius yet and you want to try it out and you want to find out where to get it go to their website click on the store locator put in your address find out the local you know convenience store, Walmart, Target, or Bodega, as I like to say. Uh, Find out where you can get it, and then once you get it and you know you love it, uh, start buying it in bulk. I'd recommend the Variety Pack because variety is the spice of life. And you can go to Amazon, do the subscribe and save, and have it set up where 
you have Celsius sent to your house or apartment every one, two, or three weeks, whatever it is, just make sure you're drinking Celsius Energy Drinks, the official sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. So a lot of clutch plays by the Bucks late in the game. Tom Brady magic once again. And let's be real, Scott. Brady did not look good for you know, three quarters of that game. But yeah. when it mattered most, he made the big throws. He found the open man and got the job done. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we Matt, all say it jokingly at this point, but you can't rule it. You can't, you can never count out Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, 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 um, Tom Brady looked like he was playing the Saints tonight, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of in the par for the course for him is, is, is getting picked off, um, you know, getting hit, sacked. I, I thought Josh Wells, and, you know, and Donovan Smith, for the most part, did a pretty good job in pass protection. I know Donovan had those his, the penalties, costly one at the end there. It could have been. But Josh Wells, I thought, actually did a pretty good job on uh, on Cam Jordan. You know, maybe Cam Jordan's, uh, you know, slipping a little bit with his old age. Jordan made a couple of good plays at the forced fumble down the field on Rashad White, had a nice pass break up the line of scrimmage, but, you know, didn't abuse Josh Wells. And so... Wells deserves some credit for a game well played tonight. I, I thought he was, you know, as as um, as Todd Bowles likes to say, you know, he's he's uh, he's tough. That, that's kind of what he says about uh, Josh Wells is, you know, he's a tough guy. And, um, you know, I, I, I expected Cam Jordan to really kind of own that matchup. And I think Wells did a good job of holding his own. And you're right. Tom Brady w- was not great early yeah. on. Uh, a couple of misfires uh, should have thrown to Mike Evans on this play. Right. Uh, Miss Julio Jones should have been a touchdown either way. If, if it's a better ball from Tom Brady, either to Mike Evans or Julio Jones, there just was some misfires, you know, between Brady and, you know, and he, he, he turned it on when it mattered most. That's yeah. the thing with Tom Brady is, is he, he was, was good enough to get this team in position down the stretch to win the game. And that's that's really all that matters uh, when it comes to to Brady. Um, we got a couple of super chats here. Appreciate yeah. that one from Leo. Um, one from Teddy here. Man, Zion had right. me missing SMB. <laughs> the rookie had a rough night. He did. I think Teddy, the- you are spot on. Zion McCollum. Yeah. Whiffed more than you know a middle school kid going up against Randy Johnson in baseball, like in a in a game of baseball. Like he could not miss more tackles if he tried. And yeah. I understand that he's a rookie, but when you see Tariq Woolen of the Seahawks, uh, you know, turning yeah. into a stud cornerback, and uh, and McCollum just you know can't hold on to anything. Uh, it's a little tough to watch. Obviously, he's thrown into that situation, uh, a tough one, but. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of work to do as the nickel corner because it, yeah. it they they attacked him the same way that the Ravens kept attacking him. Yeah, Tony, uh, appreciate your commentary. I, I'm going to disagree. I think I think a lot of lights free agent moves have been misses. I think he's missed in free agency this year. They have not gotten the impact that they yeah. wanted. But it's hard to argue with the success Rashad White, Kate Otten have had. Jury still out on Logan Hall and Luke Gedeke. Those are the, the second round picks. We'll see. They still have three more years as Buccaneers to to develop, and I expect that they will. Uh, I, I do think Jake Camarda didn't have a great night tonight, but I think he's no. had a really good season so far. So the Buccaneers have had some some hits. Coe Keefe had a drop tonight, but he also had a catch. 
for a first down. For a first yeah. down. He had a touchdown in last week's yes. game against yep. Cleveland. So I think the arrow is pointing up for this draft class. And for the free agent class, though, this has not been stellar at all. Uh, it's 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 been more misses than hits for Jace Lang for sure. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. I mean, Logan Ryan, I guess, is the the face of the free agent class yeah. uh, as far as, far as uh, the A-plus student. Yeah. Um, Russell Gage did come back today, didn't really do much. Julio, he's trending in the right direction, though. Uh, we obviously already talked about, like, the big play that yeah. he made. And, you know, maybe the Bucks were onto something when they decided to sit him out for so long, and now he's healthy. And, uh, right. hey, he got open. Brady didn't get him the ball. But uh, appreciate Marquise. Uh, Marquise Davis, the $5 super yeah. chat here. Bucks offense just needs the two minute every drive and let Brady call everything like Jesus, man. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, we've been calling for more up tempo for multiple weeks and it goes back to what we said earlier about it's the same damn blueprint. Every time start yeah. out hot, lay an egg for the next three quarters, get into frantic panic mode, go no huddle and miraculously come back and win the game. I don't think right. it's a great recipe for success. It definitely makes <laughs> yeah. for some entertaining TV. I'm curious right. what the ratings were at the end of the game here for, for Monday Night Football. But it does seem the Bucks can only really move the ball successfully when they go up-tempo. It's like they have to get to the absolute most desperate places yeah. uh, internally and it has externally. to be dark. It has yeah, to be dark. Yeah. They yeah, they really have to dark and gloomy. They're adrenaline junkies. They they just yeah, love that's having, right. like coming yeah. from the jaws of defeat to uh yeah. to win. You know, it's stressful is, though. Yeah, I mean there there's uh the game winning touchdown right there from uh from Rashad White. And uh you know, this this kid's gonna be good. I don't know how good, I don't know if he's gonna be great, but so far so good for Rashad White. And you know, I was I, I liked Leonard at times in this game. There were other times where I thought, you know, he got tackled too easily for a big guy, got tripped up too yeah. easily. And, and uh, you know, and like shoestring tackles. And I couldn't help but think, yes. like, oh, well, if Rashad had the ball there, he's already yes. another yard up the field or to the side and not get I was, I was thinking the same thing, you know. Um, I, I did see here, there was a comment that I thought was really good. Because um, we're getting a lot of fans, you know, that are that are kind of ripping on, on Zion McCollum here. And... I don't see because we're getting a ton of of uh, comments. Yeah, in here. appreciate I'll just everyone this. with the uh, with the comments and everything. Yeah, look at this. We're, so... we're getting hundreds of people in yeah. here celebrating this win tonight, which is awesome. And yeah. we are going to have a podcast tomorrow, so we mm -hmm. will have a a a victory Tuesday podcast. So there will be a, a podcast this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and we we will do roll call at four twenty on Tuesday because y'all got robbed today because we didn't do a. Uh, an afternoon podcast because it was the game. So we are going to do a, a roll call at 420 tomorrow. So join us tomorrow, or maybe it's today, right? Technically Tuesday. Today. Yeah. Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. How about that? So so uh that's that's what we'll we'll say. But but you're you're right, Matt. To your point about the offense, it, it's kind of stunning because when you look at the first down conversions, I'm sorry, the third down conversions uh, into first downs. Um, they did far better than I kind of expected because it yeah. seemed like they, they struggled to stay on the field. But in reality, uh, they were over 50% on third down conversions. Matter of fact, they were 8 of 15. That's 53.3%. Tampa Bay's defense did a good job on third downs, as they usually do. Saints just 5 of 14, which is 35.7%. So the Bucks, 
it's like they did a good job converting third downs. Yeah. <laughs> but they, had, they got nothing to show for those drives, right? They had like three points to show for all of those third downs they converted prior to the last couple of drives. And then really they weren't in a lot of third downs. They were in first down, second down, first down, because they were taking some They some did improve a lot more there, not waiting till third down. And finally, yes. like Chris Godwin obviously was a, was another big factor in this game. Brady right. was getting the ball to him a lot. Godwin had a lot of those, you know, first downs on second down, which I thought was really important. And they also avoided going three and out, which was, right. you know, what crushed them la last week against the Browns. They actually, you know, Again, they they have three points for a majority of the game until late, uh, you know, in that game. But at least they were able to, uh, I don't even want to say sustain drives, but yeah. have longer lasting drives, even though they weren't scoring points. I mean, even though they didn't go three and out, yeah, they still just had a look of exhaustion on their face when like things weren't going their way. So <laughs> not everything's fixed yet. Uh, shout out Wade yeah. here. Wade says, uh, do y'all think this offense can be dangerous in January? No, I do not. <laughs> I yeah, no, I don't. That, that's folks, folks, if we're being honest, I mean, I do not want to rain on this parade. I'm I'm super thrilled for y'all that that the Buccaneers won. I think it's it was a fantastic win for, for Tom Brady. I mean, this is just classic Brady. It was it was one of the one of the greatest wins we've seen in terms of thrilling entertainment value not style points just enough points to win 17 16 but here's the thing this offense is not going to get fixed no. I, I don't i don't see them scoring more than 24 27 points in, in, in a game down the stretch here uh, unless there's a defensive score involved I, I just don't because i haven't seen it and keep in mind it's taken it's taken now um a touchdown catch from Kate Otten with nine seconds left to beat a three win Rams team. Yeah. It's taken a touchdown pass from Rashad white with three seconds left to beat a four win saints team. So while these wins do count, they count for something. They're coming against really bad teams. The saints are bad. <laughs> the Rams are bad. And so it's better to lose uh, or I should say it's better to beat a bad team than to lose a bad team uh, to a bad team. But it's just like, you know, let's, let's keep it in perspective. So do I think they can, they can make the playoffs? Yes. I think someone has to win this crappy division and it just might as well be the Buccaneers. They're playing hot potato, right? They're playing yeah. musical chairs and damn it. The Buccaneers just might be in the chair when it's all said and done at the very end. Because no one else wants this division. Nobody else wants to win this thing. They just don't. It's just like, here, you take it. No, you take it. Yeah. That's just how it is. But Matt, I I, I don't see this offense turning it on, no, turning the like, corner, nothing. Do you? It's like, listen, if they're if they're playing the Cowboys in January, uh, they're not coming back from down 13 points uh, right. in the fourth Correct. quarter. Correct. They're not getting into a shootout with the Eagles, you know, later in the season. Yeah. Um, I think you hit it on the head. The teams that they beat are not good teams, and you're seeing right. why. Uh, thank you for the super chat here. Yeah, appreciate Blast. that, guys. For you. Uh, Donovan Smith is our new Kenyatta Walker. <sighs> it's tough, Donovan. It's been tough for Donovan the past couple of weeks. Yeah. We thought he turned a corner. Um, I'm curious how much that elbow hurts, but it's not an excuse yeah. at this point. He's just – It's, it's bad they feet. They need him I mean, to step up. 
it's, yeah, it's no like on, on that place. He needs to be the guy, you know. Yeah, it, he had bad feet. He got in trouble. Then he held, you know, on that last hold that negated the Chris Godwin touchdown, which was a phenomenal catch. Yeah. I mean, it was just that an was amazing like prime, throw and catch. That was like prime yeah. Chris Godwin, you know, touchdown over the middle, uh, a couple yards out. Had Bucks celebrating. Yeah. Um, but then they got to celebrate with their shot of white touchdown. Uh, Reggie sure. here. Uh, quick question. Do you all think next year trade Evans and Godwin for picks and start the building process or draft a rookie quarterback and have him uh, with a fresh slate with the rec- with the receivers? It's a fair yeah. question. We, we were actually talking about this a little bit on the uh, uh, on the game day stream when we thought everything was done for the Bucs and they weren't going <laughs> to come back. I was almost saying that they should tank next season with Kyle Trask and yeah. then – get rid of the coaching staff and go get Caleb Williams from USC. Um, obviously that's a ways down the road, but yeah. um, that would be my plan. But as far as Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, well, they just signed Chris Godwin to a new contract. So yeah. um, I, I'm, I I'm, not a, gonna I'm not a, a fan of trading your best players. And I don't think that Lasers would trade Mike Evans. Now I yeah. didn't say Todd Bowles and I didn't say Jason Light. I said the Lasers. There, there are just a couple of players that are just hands off. Ownership will step right. in and say, no, like he's retiring a Buccaneer. Mike Evans is one of those. Levante Davis is another. And and that's just the way it's going to be. And speaking of of those two players, let's go to the stat sheet and just see how how the Buccaneers fared. Uh, statistically speaking, Chris Godwin led this team with eight catches for 63 yards. Uh, very kind of pedestrian night, 7.9 yard average. A lot of short stuff, a lot of short I'm games. Done Tom with Brady. These freaking screens. They're not I that know. successful. They run it over <laughs> and over and over and over. You wonder why teams are calling out plays. Yeah. Oh, this is a screen. This play is coming because they keep running the same play. And yeah. every time they try to do a screen to the running back, there was a defensive right. lineman 10 yards in the backfield seeing yep. it coming from a mile away, or the offensive line just couldn't block it in the first place. Right. Enough with the screens. Because it's I'm, not just one screen per game. It's two screens per drive. How about with that you. first drive? The first in goal or the um, when they kicked the field goal on the first drive yeah. of the game? Not one ball was thrown to the end zone once they got into first and goal. It was a yeah. stupid screen play and then a third down stupid screen play. Yeah, I'm done I, with the screens. I, I'm with you. And and I think that, that uh, Todd Bowles probably needs to go in there tomorrow and let the players know that it's not illegal to throw into the end zone. I know that that's that's a, a rumor. That's a myth that's floating out there in Tampa Bay that that the league has made it illegal to throw in the end zone. Other teams are doing it. Yeah. So it's actually not illegal. Tom Brady is allowed to throw into the end zone. Byron Leftwich is actually allowed to call plays that would um, allow him to throw into the end zone. For example, that that Chris Godwin touchdown at the end that was negated. That was an end zone throw. Yes. And so that was not illegal. That was that was right. eligible. It was illegal yeah. for Donovan Smith to hold the it, that's, player. That was the illegal was, thing. Yes. Correct, Matt. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And if uh, you're 21 years or older, mm. it is legal for you to have a Pirate Republic beer, of course, the official beer of PeterReport.com. They are based out of the Nassau Bahamas and invading Florida for uh, football season and the holiday season because we are in December. Uh, beer brings people together to celebrate life. That's celebrating life in the spirit of the original pirate code, which of course is a sense of belonging. Pirate Public is a community of people living life on their terms. The Long John Pilsner is perfect for tailgating. You see it in the red right there, Christmas color red, or uh, perfect for tailgating or having fun at the beach in the Florida sun. The Take No Quarter IPA. 
another Christmas color in green, uh, is the best IPA around that you will drink. And uh, you could also drop an orange slice in the Golden Haze of Piracy Belgian with beer that's in the gold can right there and enjoy that pirate life. Pirate Public Beer is available at participating retailers like Total Wine and more, Lucan's Liquors, Party Liquors, and ABC Liquor Stores in the greater Tampa Bay area. That's where I get my Pirate Public. And they are expanding across the state of Florida. I like hearing that. Uh, live life on your terms and drink like a pirate with Pirate Republic beer. Definitely, uh, I know it's a Monday night, but a celebratory beer yes. on the way to the Bucks won. No doubt. Many should be having. I've already had one myself. This is fantastic beer, go. folks. If you, uh, listen, I know beer lovers. You, you kind of you stick to your own brand. You know, we're not going to name them, but like you know, if you're if you're a particular beer drinker, uh, that's fine. I'm not asking you to, to switch your allegiances. I'm asking to try Pirate Republic because it's damn good beer. We're not going to steer you wrong. We're not going to have you, um, you know, drink a, a bad beer. But Pirate Republic beer is is phenomenal. It's I, I love all three. I'm not an IPA drinker, but uh, the IPA has really grown on me, the Techno Quarter. But you can't go wrong with the Pilsner or the Belgian Wit. I think the Belgian Wit beer, the Golden Haze of Piracy, is my current favorite right now. Great there beer. you go. Yeah, make sure you check it out. You can get it in Nibor City, too. Yep. Uh, Greg here. Greg, by the way, happy birthday, happy man. Birthday, I, Greg. I know it's yeah. officially over. I That's meant to right. tweet at you before. I personally apologize yep. for not tweeting at you. But hope you enjoyed your birthday. Obviously, you were at the game. You saw the Bucks win. And a thrilling yeah. comeback. So happy birthday, Greg. Hope yes. you enjoyed it and hope you you're liking your trip uh, to Tampa right now. He says Bowles still a head coach who inspires little confidence. He was bailed out by Brady. I will say <laughs> I despise the decision that Todd Bowles made when it was it was the Bucks first possession of the fourth quarter and they were mm -hmm. over midfield. And I get it was a fourth and seven, but you were yeah. in that no man's land of you can't kick it. And you're like pretty yeah, close. I would have gone for it there. I absolutely yeah. would have gone for it. You're down two scores. If you were down one score, yeah, sure, I get it. Trust your defense, and he's a defensive coach. He's going to trust his guys. Yeah. Well, then the Saints went all the way down the field, took a ton of time off the clock, and kicked the field goal. Luckily, the defense held them to a field goal, and then all of the heroics and theatrics happened. But that was still the wrong call. I it was a it was a scared move. I said the coach. I said that you know this team doesn't have guts. They proved me wrong. They do have guts making that comeback. The coaches, though, not gutsy at all well, whatsoever. It, you're right, and it's it's one of those things where if they come back and win, then it was the right call, right? And if, if they don't, yeah. then you know they're going to get crucified for it again. And and uh, you know this is Todd Bowles' team. He gets to call the shots. It didn't work for him last week in Cleveland for sure. It did turn out. Uh, today, but yes, I would agree that the Tom Tom Brady's bailing out a lot of people right now. Todd Bowles is one of them. Byron Leftwich is another. Uh, but yes, uh, and he's bailing out the the Buccaneers. Tom, Tom Brady bailed out the Buccaneers tonight because uh, this this could have gotten ugly. This this little stretch here, uh, you can't afford to lose three games in a row. You can't afford no. to lose the Saints, the 49ers, and the Bengals. And I'm not necessarily saying that. They're going to lose to the 49ers and the Bengals. I wouldn't be surprised if they split one of those games. Uh, this Bucks defense is, is playing well. They're not playing great. But at the end of the day, it's about points. And you go back and you look, and it took 23 points. I mean, the, they held the Browns to 17 points in regulation. They got 16 points in, in this game here against uh, 
against the the Saints. Uh, they held the Saints earlier this year to ten points. You know they, they've done a, a good job with their scoring defense, and that's that's the key. Todd Bowles doesn't care about yards. Right. He he cares about third down conversions. He cares about scoring defense. You know, limiting point totals. And you go back and look. These these are the points that the Bucks defense has given up. Dallas three points. New Orleans ten. Green Bay fourteen. Kansas City. That was you put an asterisk that by that one. one. That was yeah. the hurt. That was the hurricane week, and that's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey won some revenge, and they got it forty-one points. That's the most mm-hmm. points Tampa Bay's given up all year. Then uh, fifteen points to the Falcons, and then twenty points to the Steelers. Twenty-one points to the Carolina Panthers. Twenty-seven points to the Ravens. Uh, that was that was a, a bad game. That's a bad game by the defense. I'll, I'll be happy to admit that. 13 points to the Rams, uh, 18 or sorry, 16 points to the Seahawks, and then 23 points to the, the Browns, and then 16 points today. You add it all up, and you're looking at around 18 points per per game. That's that's, that's winning, winning football fo- in this day and age. It's winning football. That's absolutely winning football. I think the next two weeks are going to be very telling. Next week for the Bucks offense, because say what you will about the 49ers, Jimmy G now out for the year, but that. 49ers defense is still really tough to deal with. And then the yeah. following week, it's going to be very telling of the Bucks defense going up against Joe Burrow right. and that high flying Bengals offense. So huge yeah. test the next two weeks. All Teddy, right, Teddy. Thank you so much for this $10. Super Go ahead and read it, Matt. I'm going to answer it. Go ahead and Teddy read it. says beyond Leftwich getting fired. It's frustrating that no other moves have been made to address this offense, not even hiring an offensive consultant or something three weeks ago. Am I being unrealistic? All right. I'm going to answer this question in cliffhanger fashion. You got to tune into tomorrow's podcast at four o'clock. I know the answer to this question. So I'm going to tell you why Byron left, which still has a job and what's happening behind the scenes at one buck place between Todd Bowles and Byron left, tomorrow 4 PM right here on the Peter report podcast. So uh, I'm going to lay it out. My premise that is backed by some insight and give you guys uh, some some clues as to to what's what's been happening and why haven't the Buccaneers made any coaching changes during this season? I've called for them, um, but you know my name's not Jason Light or Todd Bowles, so uh, you know I, I don't run things over there at one Buccaneer place, nor do I. I don't want Buccaneer fans with <laughs> pitchforks and and torches coming to my house after losses, so. Uh, I only advise. I don't make decisions. So, but we will get to the bottom of that. I've, I've got what I believe is is the answer. I'm gonna share that to you tomorrow. Um, that's a four, at four o'clock at the. Pino that's a great, great cliffhanger right there. We're gonna let everyone marinate on that just a little bit more as we hear from our friends at the Seminole Hard Rock and Casino in Tampa. Just the way you like it. Me and my wife decided we'll have some fun. I was playing a two cent machine. Six bets in, I hit a jackpot. $117,000. Hi, my name is Tara because I want over $500,000 playing slot. I do this full time and I would not change it for the world. I'm Gloria. I won over $2 million at Seminole Hard Rock Casino. I went and bought a bunch of jewelry. <laughs> my name is Mike. I won over $350,000. I love playing back rock because it hits different. When you pull in that car and you flip over that nine, beating that eight, can't miss. I'm Jimmy. I won a half million dollars in a slot tournament at Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. 
Even a blind squirrel can get a nut sometimes. <laughs> my name is Philip, and I won $215,000 on Blazing Sevens. Putting my last $40 on the table, next thing you know, bam, $215,000 jackpot. I hit that bad boy. I didn't realize how much it would change my life. You only live once. Have fun with it. Right. Anybody can win. It's Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. No, when you can win big at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Tampa. I'll actually be there next weekend on Saturday. So uh, if you happen to be there, uh, come and find me. Say what up. Uh, Rick Roll with a good comment here. Anyone else see Wirfs hug and lift Brady up after the game? Yes, that was that was pretty cool to see. Tristan Wirfs was super excited. Uh, you know, a lot of people, myself included, not expecting the Buccaneers to win without him tonight. And yet they did, thanks to some guy named to um uh let's see what else we have some other good stuff here too um uh mr singh here I, wow i watched the game in person that he wouldn't experience this this was one of those games where listen buccaneer fans some of you have a propensity to leave early under <laughs> this you one know? i kind of would have understood you know yeah but still like i've always had a, a problem with that nate pitts can't wait to see the, the post super bowl tampa bay chapter of man in the arena me too i can't wait for <laughs> for there to be a a man in the arena the 2022 season i want to see what tom has to say about that or you know what he doesn't say um but but listen yeah i you know buccaneer fans uh love you guys but i don't understand the logic. Now, I have not sat in the stands for years and years and years and years and years and years. But like when I was in Kansas City growing up and going to Chiefs games, win or lose, I would stay to the very end. Why? Because it's not cheap going to a game. Right. And you're going to sit in traffic regardless. I mean, it, you know, it, you just are. Yeah, you don't get that much of a head start. You don't. You really don't. And uh, and so uh, unless you you pull like like the, the Griswolds, right, where like you park way at the back. At Wally yeah, World, yeah. you know, uh, first in, you know, for, first out. Um, but uh, I don't know, state of the whole thing. I, I, there have been a handful of games where Buccaneer fans have left, and then the teams come back and won. And you look around the stadium, and, like, it was full. Now it's about yeah, 70 60% capacity. And there's there's people that paid, like, full price, like, good art money, you, you know, uh, to, God, to leave the game. Do you think I don't there's get a do you think there's a fan or fans this season that at both the the whole games in the Rams and tonight and both times were like screw it this game's done like I'm leaving and missed yeah. both comebacks late in the game probably kind yes. of hilarious yes I would, yeah, yeah I mean I would like yeah. to uh, I don't think I'd want to interview that person but I just want to be like damn dude that sucks. Yeah. Uh, listen, Tampa traffic is a bitch. It, it is. We were at the walk-ons in Midtown, okay, which is literally like a mile and a half from the stadium. And our reporters, Josh Capo and, and Bailey Adams, were late to the game that's a mile and a half away. And and they, they were stuck in about 35 minutes worth of traffic just to go a mile and a half. I was late leaving the walk-ons, driving back to my house in Wesley Chapel for the game. And that usually takes me 30 minutes. It took me 55 minutes tonight, just, just getting out of the South Tampa traffic to get up there. So I understand, but you know what? Wouldn't you rather have been 
in traffic, high-fiving your kids and saying, wow, it was so awesome. We actually got to see a Tom Brady comeback. We actually got to see Rashad White's first career touchdown catch, right? And instead, you know, you got in your car, you're still stuck in traffic, and then you're like, you're feeling like a chump because you didn't get to see the touchdown. You didn't get to yeah. see the comeback. The only positive is he get to hear uh, Gene Deckerhoff on the radio. But okay, still no, I yeah, I hear you. I'm I'm not uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not defending that. I would much rather yeah. be there too. Yeah, I always stay till the end as well because one, you never know, and two, yeah, I don't know. Crazy stuff happens at stadiums usually. Yeah. You know, pretty wild. That's true. Hopster, Hopster BB is true. Sorry, folks, the farm's <laughs> closed. There was nobody at Wally World. Um, well, listen, um, what else are we going to talk about uh, tonight? Because we're going to have a show tomorrow, but a couple other points that that I'd like to make. Levante David, right? We we got to throw some praise yeah. to Levante because uh, he fantastic was one of the tonight. fantastic. He was one of the players that I said really had to kind of step up. Yes, and, turn and, back time. Yeah, yeah you heard me do my little share impersonation, which yeah. wasn't that great. But, yes, we saw a big-time sack for Levante David. And, and you know, we didn't – we're still waiting for a Levante David takeaway. It's stunning that we're into <laughs> week 13 and still no Levante David force fumbles, fumble recoveries, or interceptions on the season. That's just an anomaly. That's that's a, a, a nasty freak of of, of nature not happening in the Buccaneers' favor. But here's what did happen. Uh, Levante David was a force of nature. 12 tackles tonight to lead the team, 10 solo, plus the big sack. He did have two tackles for loss, uh, as well as a quarterback hit. So he was certainly the best player on the field defensively for the Buccaneers. Will Golston, six tackles for the Bucs. Thought he was really stout up front. Keanu Neal, five tackles, plus the big pass breakup. Yes, Bucks only had four pass breakups. That was a big one. The big shot on Taysom Hill that was huge. Logan Ryan comes back and gets five tackles. Devin White with five tackles. I thought that he was kind of invisible tonight. Yeah, Zion McCollum there. I don't really have like crazy complaints about Devin, right. but obviously no, you know, splash plays, which is what we're always looking for. Correct. Yes. Um, let's see here. Um, going down the list here. So Levante David, or sorry, Devin White had five. Uh, Zion McCollum had five tackles, missed 27 tackles. <laughs> is that right? No, sorry, 27 is the number, his right. number on the jersey. But he, he missed a lot of tackles. I'm going to say he missed five tackles. I think he made five and he missed five, which is not yeah. a good ratio. You don't want right. uh, Jamel Dean, I thought, had a very off night, probably his worst game of the year. Yeah. Uh, allowed Got some big beat catches. Deep ball early. Yeah. Yep. Carlton Davis didn't have a great night either. Uh, Carl Nassib, only two tackles, which is surprising because I thought Carl was everywhere yeah. at the line of scrimmage. Played great tonight. I thought he played better than than Anthony Nelson. And to be honest, Anthony Nelson had two tackles. Anthony Nelson has not done anything uh, for a while. I know he had the fumble recovery over there in Germany. But I, I'm I'm starting Carl Nassib opposite Joe Tron Shoyanka now. That's, I'm that's what I'm And doing. I want to see – I'm not – anti JTS, but I don't know. I'm still waiting for him to like really show up and do something. I think the bucks a yeah. lot tonight with the pass rush, unless they were sending Levante or, you know, bringing a pass rush right up the middle. Yeah. Um, you know, this front four, I know Vita Vea leads the team in sacks, but the front four, the last two weeks 
State have not from, been getting there when it comes to White or Levante David have not been getting to the quarterback. And there was a couple, couple times either Andy Dalton had all day to throw or it was a second too late and Dalton was able to complete a pass because yeah. the pass rush didn't get home. So yeah, uh, definitely needs to change by next yep. week for sure. Listen, also, I mean, whole, the whole Mike Evans saga too i think uh like played yeah. out a lot if you want to transition the offense but uh yeah we'll, we'll get that one second w- yeah. one last thing here on mccollum um i'm not saying he's going to become the second coming of ronde barber or anything close but i'm just saying zion mccollum is taking his lumps i've seen plenty of buccaneer corners take their lumps and uh, todd bowles had a good point he was playing in the slot tonight that's a new position for him he typically plays on the outside as an outside corner. That's where he played most of his of his snaps at Sam Houston. It's a big leap from Sam Houston to the NFL, and he's missing a lot of tackles because he's used to, to tackling players that aren't as big and aren't as fast as some of the guys that he's facing now. But I'm not going to throw in the talons. I'm a column. He's got too much physical talent, and I think as long as he's coached well, I think he's a smart kid. Uh, but right now he looks like the second coming of Sean Murphy Bunting. I know that scares some people, but, <laughs> but the reality of it is, is the, the book is not yet written on this guy. So Rondé Barber was absolutely awful as a rookie in 1997. And he, Rondé Barber was not Rondé Barber, Matt, till 1999. That's right. So it took him two years to, to finally be like, oh, Rondé Barber is actually pretty good. You know, so it took him two years. So give this kid some time. He's not going to be thrust into the role of starting. Keep in mind, when Antoine Winfield Jr. comes back, he'll be the nickel corner. Mm-hmm. Zion will be relegated back to special teams, and he'll get some spot duty on defense. And I think he'll be a better player next year. Not going to give up on this kid just yet. Yeah, you can't give up on him this early in his in his career. A couple yeah. more super chats from Teddy. Uh, thanks, Teddy. Leaving a game early to make a statement is, do you know my who my father is type of energy? <laughs> And uh, he had another one. Uh, imagine this defense yeah. with a disruptive pass rusher. Yeah, I think they really need to get more help uh, on the edge, whether that's starting Carl Nassib full time or you know JTS picks it up. But uh, they're not they're not getting enough there from um, their edge rushers, and that that definitely needs to be upgraded. Hey, uh, right. before we get out of here, let's hear a message from. Our pals over at Age Rejuvenation. As we age, our hormones decrease, both for men and women. I was tired all the time, had no sex drive. I was groggy. I felt like I was 80 years old because everything hurt. I came to Age Rejuvenation because I was tired all the time. Bioidentical hormones has really made such an impact in people's lives. I actually enjoy shopping now. Got my, all my energy back. Mind is sharp. I feel like I'm 18 again. It was perfect for me. Get with Age Rejuvenation. Do it now. Don't wait. Call Age Rejuvenation today. Matt, thank God I am going to Age Rejuvenation because these Buccaneers are literally aging me. <laughs> if, if I if I was not uh, the, the pitchman for Age Rejuvenation, I'd be like, I'm Scott Reynolds and I'm 50 and I feel like I'm 55. This season has just aged me five years watching this bad, awful Buccaneer football, especially in offense. It's aged me. But thanks to age rejuvenation, it's reversed it. Uh, no, I, I don't feel like I'm 50. I actually feel like I'm 40. And, and that's the God's honest truth because of the testosterone therapy. Turns out I've got low testosterone. Surprise, surprise. Uh, like most men in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, it's natural. Your body just 
does not produce as much testosterone. It decreases with age. And there's not much you can do about it unless you get the testosterone therapy from age rejuvenation. It's fantastic. It has made me sleep better at night. It has helped me with mental fog. It's helped me with just, just the energy needed to power through the day. I was needing two Celsius a day, Matt. And you know that to be true. Mm -hmm. I literally had to have two Celsius a day just to function. One in the morning <laughs> around six to seven, and then one after, you know, uh, two or three o'clock before the other podcast, that was like, you know, my secret to staying awake. And then I was still going right. to bed like eight 30 at night, nine o'clock. It was ridiculous. Um, I don't have to do that anymore. Now I drink Celsius cause I want to, not cause I need to, I do like the caffeine and the energy boost, but primarily it's the testosterone therapy. Make sure you go to age rejuvenation, sign up for a free consultation. There's five Tampa Bay area locations to serve you age rejuvenation. If you're my age or a little bit younger, a little bit older, don't wait. Don't be like me. I, I waited too long. Treat yourself. Give yourself the best gift, which is the, the gift of feeling great. Go to agerejuvenation.com. Please do. Please check it out. Uh, we could talk about Mike Evans, but I think we should save that for tomorrow's show because yeah. we already made it the, the greatest podcast of all time. It's was. And it's this also, you know, it's almost one in the morning. And, yeah. um, we're going to try to top it tomorrow. We're going to have a special yeah. Tuesday uh, podcast, which we yes. don't typically do. But when the Bucks play on Monday, uh, we will do that. So that's going to wrap yeah. up today's show. And let's see. Todd Bowles is speaking tomorrow at what time? 8.45 a.m. Yeah. Wow. Via Zoom. See, okay. Early. All right. Super early for Todd. Yeah. Okay. On Zoom, too. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. They didn't have to travel. They're in Tampa. Yeah. Anyway, right. that's a that's a, another discussion for uh, yeah. another day. Right. So, for Scott Rens, I'm Matt Matera saying thank you everybody for watching, and we will see you tomorrow, at 4 p.m. for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. The Bucks won. Holy crap! Out. Out. Brady. Brady.